Hey everyone, we love the Faithful Agent community and we want to continue to give away and pour into you as much as we can totally for free. One of the ways you financially support the work that we're doing is when you have a buyer or seller referral headed to Hampton Roads or Richmond, Virginia, send them to my team. Not only will you get great experience for your clients, you'll also be helping the mission of the Faithful Agent at the same time. Just go to faithfulagent.com backslash referral or text me 757 26 Now, on to the show. Perhaps many of us are confused as to which master we are really serving. Maybe we haven't surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ after all. Perhaps we give lip service to the King of Kings, while in our daily lives we do homage to the Money King. Perhaps the degree of our drive, discontent, and debt exposes the King we are really serving. Perhaps the king we worship on Sunday is not actually the king we have been serving all week. If your week is spent loading up more debt on credit cards, acquiring more stuff that you don't know how you'll pay for, you have worshiped at the feet of King Money. If you have to farm out your children to some care provider because you and your spouse have to work to maintain the upper middle class lifestyle that you think you cannot live without, you have worshiped King Money. If you work more than you should work to acquire more wealth and power, you are worshiping King Money. If your security is found in your big bank account, your nice house, and your hot car, you are doing homage to King Money. If you have sleepless nights wondering how you're going to pay the monthly minimum due on several credit cards, you have offered your heart to King Money. If you get more personal excitement shopping than you do attending your church's worship service, maybe the mall is your temple, and perhaps money really is the king you serve. An excerpt that I just can't even get through that without feeling convicted. That's from Redeeming Money by Paul David Tripp, which I highly encourage and recommend everyone to go read. Redeeming Money by Paul David Tripp. This book beat me up along the way. There are so many pieces in this book that really convicted my heart towards money. So obviously our conversation today is about money. Again, with special guest host Cole Orderway. There's a wrong way and there's an order way. I got it right this time. (laughs) This is our second (laughs) recording. Glad to have him here. Tyler is doing something that doesn't matter in life, and yet he chose it over us. No, I don't I don't know what he's doing. I forget what he's doing. But uh man, dude, we're we're going to dive into this. But I let me read this one particular part that that really stuck out to me for us and our audience and and myself included and you included. If you work more than you should work to acquire more wealth and power, you're worshiping king money. Uh, Man, I... I, Come on, why'd you have to read that one? That's the one that I wrote down. (laughs) Is it nice? "Ah, I feel (laughs) fully convicted. Well, why'd you write it down? Unpack that, man. Why why did you feel convicted by that? Well, because... uh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Do I do that? And I feel that. And I, I don't want to say that I am that. Um, but thinking about my day, um, you know, I, yeah, I'm not focused on the right things and that, that for sure can be my focus. Mm. It's hard, man. I, he, so he, again, redeeming money, Paul David Tripp, go read that guys. It will blow your socks off. And, and I'm going to read it again this year, probably over and over and over again legitimately because, man, I I just need to understand these principles because though I would never be the kind of person that would say, oh, I love money, uh, right? I, I, the love of money is the root of all evil, not money. So let's separate those things real quick. It's good for believers to be effective and uh, have profitable businesses and have money and do good things with those money. That's good. It's bad if you fall in love with it, uh, right? But I was convicted so many times. He gave this example 
he's a young pastor and they're barely making any money at all, right? And I forget the exact uh, uh, situation what happens, but they come into an extra hundred bucks. And he says, I remember being so excited about it. And I show my wife and he's like, we barely have money. You know, we're, we're making it, but that's it. There's nothing else. There's no money for anything fun. We're not doing anything. We're just living and that's okay, but we're just living. Come into this extra hundred bucks. Excuse me. And I go to my wife and I say, babe, we should go to dinner right? We should go do something. We should do it. And she says, uh, you know, uh, Paul, uh, the Lord has been good to us. We have what we need. Uh, there's this family that probably needs it more than us. Why don't you give it to them? And he's sharing this example of like, he's like, I, we needed it really bad, right? Because we were barely making as a young poor pastor, but his heart, as soon as he got more money, what was the first thing? And this is his challenge. As soon as he got more money, what's the first thing that we think about? Oh man, how can I spend this? Right? My wife and I got some money for, oh, this is awesome. We should go on vacation, right? We should do this thing. Again, in and of itself, not wrong. But my thoughts were not at all to, man, the Lord has blessed me. Who can I bless, right? We're blessed to be a blessing to other people. That's not what it was. It is this joy. He says at the very end, uh, if you have get more personal excitement shopping than you do attending your church's worship service, maybe the mall's your temple. Perhaps money really is the king you serve. That one hurts. Now I don't go shopping, but when I think about some of the things that I do that are super fun, uh, Tyler and I went to a Miami Dolphins game uh, in Washington, D.C. the other week, which was like so fun for me because I love the Dolphins. They never come and play. I was way more excited about that. That was on a Sunday, right? Felt in no way disappointed that I was missing church. Um, I was just excited to beat the Dolphins game, which it's good to be excited. Don't, don't, and I'm not saying you can't ever miss church, right? One of the things I don't, don't read into more, uh, read more into what I'm not saying. Uh, but here's the reality. I didn't, I didn't really care. I didn't really care. Uh, and so it's, we worship these other things. Uh, and money certainly is a big one, man. And for agents, dude, the hot house, the hot car, that's a big deal right? That's a big deal for a lot of people. Now, I don't drive a hot car. You live in the mountains out in North Carolina. I don't even know if you guys have cars. Uh, yeah, but we have you, cars. Oh, we you actually, do have cars. Oh, okay. We, last year, they we transformed them from oh, the, that's the amazing. horse and buggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and now, right. yeah. Now. <laughs> that's fantastic. All of a sudden, my, my horse and buggy from last year is now a Honda Civic, but yeah. <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. Well, there you go, man. But man, I did, right? There's, there's just this, we, I don't think I love money. I'm curious what you think, right? We don't think these things, but man, deep down, what's going on in our hearts? What do you think? Mm, I think um, I think there's a C.S. Lewis quote that says, no man knows how bad he is till he tries very hard to be good. Mm. Um, mm. And I think that applies really well to money. Like no man knows how bad he loves money till he tries to let it go. Mm. Um, if you were to, if you were to pray this prayer, God, um, I want you to change my life and change my business. And God said, okay, I'm not going to give you any transactions for the next six months, but watch mm. what I will do after that. You would mm. be like, okay, God, I'm going to pray a different prayer tonight. Mm. Um, mm. you'd be, you'd be, I, I, I yeah, act of surrender. I want to pray that prayer every single day, but I'm so terrified of what God will ask me to do. Mm. Mm. Um, but I think it's just, a, I think it's a test. If you, if you live your life with a clenched fist, you'll never know the value of the, the true good value of money. 
Too many agents are feeling the weight of inauthentic action. Too many agents are bogged down with bad clients and ignoring their families. Too many agents are waking up each day, stepping into the hamster wheel and chasing an unending cycle. Well, it's time to step into something greater, my friends and fellow agents. That's why we introduced the Faithful Agent Group Coaching. If you've desired to know your God-given gifts and how to use those to build a God-honoring business, or if you long to be challenged, encouraged, and taught by other brothers and sisters in Christ who know not only your work, but also your heart, reach out to us for a call. We'd love to show you the power of a group of like-minded believers coming together to become more excellent in their work and their faith. If you want to learn more, visit faithfulagent.com backslash chat to grab a time to talk with me. Now back to the show. I heard a speaker once say, money doesn't change you. Money exposes you, Mm -hmm. right? To who you really are. Uh, A lot of this book and redeeming money, again, go read this audience, but a lot of this book, he keeps coming back to this, this, uh, this concept that Scripture has told us the Lord will provide for us. And if the Lord will provide for us, which he will, because he promises that he will, shouldn't that change the way that we do things, right? It's not, he, he makes a point in here. He says, excuse me, he says, one of the struggles that we have is that we are made for paradise, right? We're made for an eternal paradise with the Lord, in the presence of the Lord as believers, as followers of Christ. That's what Christ came to die, to reconcile us to the Lord for those purposes, to be in right relationship with the Father uh, for eternity. But too often we try to bring paradise and make paradise here on earth as opposed to uh, uh, desire it for the future, right? So we spend money on ourselves. We spend it on this. We spend it on that. We do X, Y, and Z. My wife and I are in the process right now. Like we got to get rid of some of this stuff, right? How do we have so much stuff? Well, just because we buy stuff, right? Amazon, man, for a long, for, for a while, we still have struggles, but for a long time, I, I remember a moment, a couple months ago, my wife and I look at each other, we're like, we got to stop buying stuff on Amazon. It's just so easy. You just That's look so and funny you just you say click that it, because right? my wife, our resolution for this year is, uh, and, and the listeners, I know you're going to, you're going to say we're crazy, but we are <laughs> going to go 2024 Amazon free. Wow. We're going to see if we can do it. Dude, that's amazing. I like so that. So last week we made our, our last, you know, $80 Amazon purchase. We were dropping, uh, we did a three month average. We did a, We had a budget family budget meeting and we were like averaging three eighty a month. <sighs> and we we're like, where is all this stuff? For real. Wow. As amazing. I take two, two loads to the dump, you know? <laughs> That's right. Someone put in your calendar right now, December 31st, to ask Cole Orderway in the Faithful Agent Facebook page, did he avoid Amazon for the year? Let's hold him accountable to that. No, no, I mean, it, but it is, it is this, this idea uh, that we need better stuff, right? That those things are going to lead to, it's funny, we just recorded, uh, this will come out the week later. So this past week episode, um, we just recorded this uh, episode about how do we stay on the on the path that the Lord desires for us, even when everybody else around us is winning, right? It's kind of the same concept, right? It's amazing that everything we talk about comes to the condition of our hearts, right? At the end of the day, it is about the condition of our hearts. Uh, I, I, we're doing a mastermind at the point of recording, we're doing a mastermind next week in Richmond, a faithful agent mastermind. One of the things I was thinking through today, Cole, which I think applies, is one of the things I want to say is my goal is very different in a mastermind than every other mastermind. 
My goal is not to fill you up with positivity. My goal is to help us properly posture our hearts before the Lord, right? It's a totally different perspective because what I want to do with money, again, we, I asked this question sort of at the end of the last episode is the question that we should ask, which man, is it hard? The question we should ask when we get money is whose is it? If we can properly identify that, would it change everything? Absolutely it would. Whose is it? It's not mine. It's the Lord's. The Lord gave it to me. He gave those things to me. I am personally seeking. I'm looking at, you guys, audience, you've heard me talk about the scoreboard, right? This this common agent scoreboard, but creating and crafting your own scoreboards. You're actually going for the things you think the Lord desires for you. I literally had a moment. I'm writing the book on it, literally writing the book on it. And I came to this moment, Cole, where I was reading this book, Redeeming Money, and was convicted that I set a a financial goal so big, solely for the purpose of me being able to do all these things that I want to do, right? And, and, And now, again, don't hear me say things that I'm not saying. I'm not saying having a big goal is a bad thing. Don't hear me say that at all. But I looked at the money number I had written up here, and I said, man, that is way beyond what I need to provide for my family, right? Again, that's a great thing if that's what the Lord's calling you to, but that's way beyond uh, what, the, what, uh, what I need to provide for my family. Uh, and it's making me make decisions solely based on how do I achieve that financial goal as opposed to setting a financial goal that is this is how I provide for my family, how I help my local body, my, my church body do X, Y, and Z. We're still gonna go on some vacations. We'll be fine, right? But this is how I do these things. And because I can trust that the Lord is going to provide what we need, it now allowed me to say, not Lord, how do I make this profit goal happen? It allowed me to ask the better question, Lord, what do you desire from me this year? And I think for me, that was a different posturing of my heart, as opposed to, I'm going to go achieve this big goal to, what do you desire from me? Because it might be uh, nothing to do with building a big business. It could be, it might not be. Uh, and, and guess what? If it's not, I don't have to be obsessed with profit because I have a Lord who has promised he's going to provide and I can ask a different, better question. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. It does. You know, it, I'm reading in, I've never read this book in the Bible in my entire life. You ever read Zechariah? <laughs> I have, yep. And the, I'm a Christian like, dude. I've read, I've read the whole Bible. I've read many the whole times. Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. You of course are I have. so pure. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I, I don't struggle with anything. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in Zechariah, it's like the third or fourth verse, third or fourth verse. Um, it says like thus, this says the Lord. Um, he says, remember me and I will remember you. Mm. And, uh, I know that's, that was a weird concept for me to think about. Like, I don't think God is like, oh my gosh, Cole, I haven't talked to you for so long. In right. fact, I forgot about you. That's right. Um, but, but just to remember, um, you know, the Lord like values the time that we spend with us. And, mm. and like you said, he promises to, to provide and to take care of us. Mm. Um, what, do, what do you think about that idea mm. of, you know, remember me and I will remember you. I'm not saying this is yeah. like a prosperity gospel kind of thing, yeah, yeah. but what does that look like in terms of, of finances and money? Because I know we're talking about one end, which is God's going to provide, but, you know, to the agent who is, you know, not doing that well and is freaking out, um, that agent is still thinking about the tangible, how am I going to survive? Yeah, yeah. That's hard, man, right? Because, uh, I, you know, admittedly, and, and you guys have heard me talk about this on the show, um, last 
year now, I can say that in 2023, we lost a hundred grand stolen from us in a Ponzi scheme, a hundred thousand bucks and the market dropped. Right. And so it was the first time in a very long time where I was very anxious about our financial situation. I mean, very anxious and I hated it. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely hated it. Uh, I have a team. I have a couple businesses that were running, right? Like things were tight. We ran our conference in October. A ton of you came. We lost money, right? Like not things going super well. That's okay. Not things going super well. Yeah, I was really, really anxious. I remember this day, I'm taking a walk because I'm like, bro, there's so much stress going on right now. I can't take it. And I'm taking this walk. And I look out, I look up in a tree and I see a bird, right? And I'm reminded of the scripture. Hey, look at the birds. They're, they're, they're clothed. Look at them, how well they're taken care of. How much more precious are you to the Lord than, than them? And it was this moment. Now, I'm not going to tell you that I submitted myself to the Lord and I've never had to do it again, uh, right? But it's this moment where I just submit to the Lord and say, you're going to provide. I, like, you just will. That's a promise that you, you, when you promise things, Lord, you don't break them. So agent, if you're in the middle of suffering through that right now, right? I would say first and foremost, and, and I would hope that I'd be able to say this to myself, way easier for me to say it on the other side than it is when I'm in it. So just know that this is easier for me to say it now. But what if our lives were not about our happiness, but were about our holiness? What if that were true? And it is. And if that's true, that the Lord desires from us holiness, he doesn't desire from us happiness, doesn't mean he's not going to give us good things. Then he's going to use difficult moments to sanctify us, to make us more look more like Christ. He's going to give us those opportunities. Uh, super quick, another story. There's a pastor in Uganda comes church I grew up and we've been sponsoring them and helping them. And he, he runs an orphanage in Uganda. He comes to uh, preach at our church. Uh, I was, I don't know, 15 years old. And I'll always remember this one moment. And I remember him, he's, he's in the middle of the sermon. He looks out into the audience and he says, everyone always asks me, how, do you, how can you be a Christian in Uganda? And he said, I always wonder, how can you be a Christian here? You have everything you need. You've never had to learn that you can trust the Lord and he's going to provide. I don't know how you do it and you wonder how I do it, right? That was 20 years ago and I will remember that for the rest of my life because we are so used to being able to quote, provide for ourselves and trusting the Lord with money, not something that most of us in this kindness have had to do. Yeah. Uh, so man, I would just say, lean on one another uh, and, and also seek and look to say, am I being, again, your job is obedience, not outcome. Am I being obedient to what I'm supposed to do? Am I being excellent in the work that I'm doing? Because most of the time, I think Tyler and I had a conversation about this in one of the episodes, but most of the time when we're discontent with our outcome, we just start complaining about everything. Well, or we think the Lord's not helping me here, whatever it is. The first question we need to ask is, are we actually excellent in what we're doing? And if you're excellent in what you're doing, okay, then for whatever reason, the Lord has you in this moment. But if you're not excellent in what you're doing, what do you expect? The Lord's just gonna say, you're terrible at real estate here's a hundred deals, right? Like that, he can do that, but that's not very common. And so I would also look at those things as well. So man, great question. I took it kind of all over the place, but what do you think? Well, the other thing I was thinking of, we use, well, you use the word need a lot in the last 10 minutes, right? Um, and I think we use that phrase, oh, we need it, or I need it. You know, as a parent, oh, I needed that. I needed, I need the afternoon off. Mom and dad, could you watch the kids for right, a few hours? Sure. It's like, I don't know if you've ever had like a couple of days off or whatever, an afternoon off. Like you, you, you kind of sort of go back um, 
recharged in a physical sense. Mm. But at the same time, if you only went in to that afternoon off or the day off that you quote unquote needed and you vegged out, it's like the mindset that I went into that day off or that time off with like messed it actually messed me up more. Mm, um, mm. And same thing with money is like, what do you need? Uh, you don't need much. I mean, that's mm. what the Lord says over and over in, in, in mm. scriptures. Like you don't need much. In fact, I don't want you to need much. I need, I, I want you to need me. That's, that's mm. the point. Mm. Um, good. And same, why is the church in, in China thriving so much? It's because mm. of the need that they have for the Lord to do miraculous things in their life. Why is he showing up more in China and Uganda and than in the United mm. States? You're right. Makes sense. That's right. There's in 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 this real estate culture that we live in, right? We are defined by the world by how many deals did we do and how much money did we make. And so, what Cole and I aren't saying is it's that it's easy uh, to just ignore all that and say I'm just going to go get and do exactly what I need to do, right? And then just call it quits and hang out with my family. That could be what you're called to do. Um, we're also not saying that hey, if you crushed it or you desire to crush it in your business, that that is also wrong. We're not saying any of those things, right? What we are saying is the Lord is the one that provides. And so as we look to our provider, who is our heavenly father, we should not be saying, heavenly father, my goal this year is to make a million bucks. Help me figure that out, right? That's not the question. We should say, hey, Lord, as my provider, what is it that you desire for me to do? Right, and if I can be obedient in that, you have promised, and he will he will uh, uh, fulfill what he says anyways. Right? Thank the Lord that that's how he operates. The covenant uh, is made between him and him, uh, not us, because we were going to break it. But we can look to our provider and say, Lord, uh, what is it that you want from me? Right? And yeah. and it's not make a million bucks. Right? I'm not saying it couldn't be that uh, that couldn't be the result. Don't hear me say that at all. What I am saying is. The Lord looks at us and in his word says, what I want from you is obedience. I want you to yeah. do the things that I've called you to do. And in the result of that, you will receive what you should receive. You will receive what you need. You will receive these things that uh, the financial means to do X, Y, and Z, right? And and in abundance, right? Like, mm. you know, God has called us uh, to a life of abundance. I've got one more story. I know we're wrapping yeah, up. but No, you're good. Um I had a, I had an event, an ice cream social this year and, and I invited, you know, previous clients and was really hoping I'd get some other business out of it. And I had a family show up that I'd helped and, uh, my parents were there helping because, you know, parents help with real estate events when you need them to. And my mom told me that she had this couple come up to them and, and say, Hey, I just want to, I just want to say thank you for your son. He, he changed our life. And my mom's like, oh, like, you know, he helped you, he helped you buy a house. And he's like, no, like truly he, he saved our marriage and he was there for our family when we wow. needed the most. Mm. And whatever deals I did last year, I, when she told me that, I'm like, you know, I'm like borderline weeping mm. because I remember that family. And mm. that's what I remember most. You know, mm. last year, whatever number I did, I don't care if I did a hundred million dollars last year, mm. that story would have mattered more than any other story. Mm. Amen. It's amazing. Yeah, I think agents, here's a few practical things as we leave. If you 
get a $100,000 lead and you're like, I'm not going to serve them the same way because I'm look at that tiny commission check, right? You better check your heart. Maybe you're worshiping King Money. I've done it. Uh, if you are the agent that walks into that home and you've got uh, a husband and wife, like Cole was sharing, who are bickering and you're like, I don't care. I just want to get the commission. I want to get the listing instead of, I'm not saying you're the one that's going to solve the problem. And instead of going in there with a the heart posture and a prayer posture of, Lord, how do I help these people reconcile, right? If you're not doing those things, if you find yourself in a position where your heart is just looking at how many of us know we can't do math, but we can do 3% of anything, right? We look at the number and we're like, oh, it's a million bucks. Oh, I'm going to definitely work really hard for them. Yeah. What do you need? I'll be available to you, right? All those things that that happens, right? We're showing partiality to people. And then the $150,000 buyer who's comes along and you're not going to make any money off of it at the end of the day. And you're like, well, they're not getting much of my time. I'm not going to pay attention to them, right? I'm not saying that sometimes there's not business sense in there. Here's what I am saying. Is it because we love money too much? And the person that's going to give us money is the one that's going to get all of us and our attention and our, and our love and our, and our uh, desires for them and our prayers for them and all those things, right? Is it because Cole saw a massive paycheck that you felt the need, even though you didn't even know that you could help them reconcile in their marriage? Or was it because you're a believer and you show up differently than the non-believer does when they show up at their house ready to list the house? We got to show up differently. And it starts with, again, a heart posture. Uh, agents, if you struggle with money, hey, we all do. Okay, let's have conversations. Part of the reason we do this podcast is we just hope that we can stir conversations in our community because you're not alone. You're not alone in your, your struggles. You're not alone in the challenges in this industry. You're not alone in any of those things. Uh, Cole, Tyler, me, we've all dealt with these things. We will continue to deal with these things. We want to bring them up so you feel safe to bring them up so we can have a conversation because that's how we encourage one another. So don't be afraid of those things, right? Share them in the Facebook group. If you're not part of the Facebook group, go find it. Share them in group coaching. If you're not in group coaching, Go check it out, faithfulagent.com backslash chat. If you want to come to a conference, whenever we do our next one, come to the conference, right? Like this is why we should be in relationship with one another. If you're not going to do any of those things, that's okay. Find a believer near you who's in real estate you can have these conversations with. We love you genuinely, Faithful Agent Community. This is why we started this thing because we want to encourage you in your walk and we want to encourage you in your business. And we hope that in small ways we can do that. Uh, we love you guys. Cole, thank you for being an amazing guest host. Cole Orderway, it's not the wrong way. Wait. What is it? It's, the, it's, it's not the wrong way. It's there's, the order way. There's, oh, there's, there's a, a wrong, wrong way. way. And, and there's, there's an order way. way. <laughs> yeah. Send Cole. Where are you uh, located? Uh, Henderson, Hendersonville, North Carolina, Henderson, Asheville North, area. Send him your referrals to North Carolina. Send me. Help me keep this uh, uh, organization going. Send me your referrals to Hampton Roads, Virginia. And we can all be one big happy family. Uh, we don't care about money, but it does help sometimes, right? That was a terrible ending to this episode. I hope you guys know <laughs> that we love you and we're praying for you. Pray for us in the same way. We'll see you next week. God bless. Hey, Faithful Agents, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope it encouraged you to both grow your business and your faith. And as always, make sure you share this episode with a friend who you think would be encouraged by it. And join us on our Facebook group if you aren't there yet to come together with the other faithful agents around the country. Just go to facebook.com and search The Faithful Agent. And if you want to be encouraged more locally, because after all, local groups is where the real growth and change happens, go to Faithful agent.com backslash local groups to check out what we've got going on. And if there isn't a group near you, you can reach out to us right there and tell us you're interested in starting your own. Thank you as always for tuning into this episode. We hope to see you next week.